And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all set the soft grain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. Going a little too hard, so I'll put it at the side. There. In about two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well now this is ready to serve right now. Hi, this is Muffin, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. My oven is ready and waiting for you. Hello, and welcome to Eat It, the first half of a two-part podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Mr. Finger Fudd, and I'm joined tonight by the world-famous party planner, Mr. Place Matt, with uh, two T's. Would you uh, please check uh, if you're going to have the chicken or the salmon? It was or- the salmon moose. <laughs> and you're right, it is spelled with two T's, because anytime you add a extra letter to your name, it automatically means you're classy. It's better, yeah, it's classier. Absolutely, so... So that's it. So this uh, uh, today's uh, this month's topic is going to be party food. Uh, we thought that since you and I are definitely veterans of all types of parties, that why not get into what works, what doesn't work at a party, our favorite party foods, uh, maybe get into some uh, classic parties that we had, and uh, all in all, just a, a fun a fun little topic that I don't think that we've we've done yet. So. Um, I'm going to throw the uh, the first question out to you, and to you, 
what 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 do you like to see when you walk into a party? Now, you get there's two types of parties. There's like you know a drinking party. But we're talking. I'm not talking about a sit down dinner party. I'm talking about uh, a a party, a barbecue, or a gathering. What works? What doesn't work? Well, for me, like you know, for for party food, dip is. Oh yeah, is my favorite, you know, of all kinds because it's just so, you know, I like to dip. I'll dip crackers. I love to dip chips, and uh, even even like vegetables sometimes. <laughs> oh no! But good dips are good dips are my favorite because it's just sort of, you know. No, somebody doesn't have to go put together a million fussy little things or, or, or anything like that. And it's just, oh. Well, you know what? I'd forgotten about dips because dips are, I don't see a lot of dips anymore. It's all gone to salsa, I think. My, my wife, one of her favorite things is she makes, and, and she does this every once in a while, she will get like, uh, sour, sour, is it Philadelphia cream cheese and sour cream and maybe some some ranch in the uh, in a little packet. Mm-hmm. She'll stir that together and that is her dip. But the thing about her is, she has to have like ribbed potato chips with it. The the regular potato chips will not hold up to a dip. Now now salsa and corn chips are a different category. She'd have to add like a lot of sour cream or mayo yeah, to that yeah, dip yeah. to. To make do a regular chips, place, but but she's talking like the rib chips. Yeah, dips are dips are good. They're perfect party food. Now for me, uh, what I don't like, if I walk into a you know party and I see like a Costco tray of those stupid rolled burrito type ham cheese sandwiches, don't like that. Don't want to see that at a fucking party. I don't want the Costco tray. Vegetables, like you mentioned, no, I don't want to see vegetable dips. I don't want to dip carrots. I don't want to dip. I don't want to dip broccoli. I do. Oh God. Okay. Maybe if, if I had to dip something, it would have to be a carrot. But I can't. I can't dip the goddamn broccoli. That just doesn't do it for me. Now, we've mentioned chicken wings before. The trouble with chicken wings at a party is is you got to do something with the bones. And that's always a problem for me, is you can have a big plate. You don't want to walk around with a plate of bones, and then you'll have to just lay the bones next to a potted plant or something and walk away from it. And that's every party I've had. I find the jokers that hide the goddamn plates with the bones or all over the place. And that's something that drives me nuts. But the best parties, and let me know if you agree with me on this, in my opinion, are parties that kind of happen out of nowhere. That is what I find happens most around here, where we'll just start off doing something, and all of a sudden, it turns into a party, and then miraculously, people will just go and get whatever they have around, and that, to me, is party food. Yeah, that's that's the most fun. That's the most communal, more like a party... Thing. Most, I mean, most of the time, if you have a party, you, you have like one or two people, whoever your hosts are, are the ones who put together, unless it's like a potluck sort of thing where people bring, you know, 
and th those are but you know the planned ones are good too because then you have the people who br like when when everybody comes well there's always going to be the lazy people who go to costco and just pick up a cheese tray yeah. or, or or you know yeah right or, or, or something like that or just like i'll buy all the bags of chips and uh which is actually that's that's very useful too though but you know a, a, a lot of people have their famous thing and uh you know and from having our and from people who've been li listening to the show and here our summer barbecue there's there's several you know that that i'm i'm always gonna look forward to the seven layer dip oh yeah and so, the the salsa the homemade salsa one of my favorite things to see at a party and you don't see them as much anymore but i always make an effort to bring this is I love the deviled egg. Oh deviled my God, eggs. I love deviled eggs too. And and I, it's an old time uh, party food that that if someone asked me like, what can I bring? Deviled eggs. Well, I don't know how to make deviled eggs. All it's right. It's kind of a lost art now. I mean, although they're not hard. No, they're not. How many garage sales have we been to that we see deviled egg plates? They're always around, so they were popular at one time and if you put them out man people are going to tear into them one of uh, my friends and you can't you can't get too fancy with the devil right my friend one time tried to get fancy and he found a recipe somewhere for guacamole deviled eggs so in theory doesn't sure. sound bad it was half guacamole half mashed egg yolk that you pipe back into the egg white. The problem with these things were is he made them and brought them and they look, you know, pretty nice for a second. But what happens to guacamole when you leave it out for an hour or so? It starts to get black. Yeah. So the next thing there were these black It's basically rusting is what it's doing. <laughs> Dude, it's ox oxygenize it's it's oxidating. Yes. There were these black deviled eggs that nobody wanted to touch and <laughs> i felt so bad See, guy that's the thing that i've 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 actually considered doing that before oh only because and and discarded the idea for that exact reason because to me like uh, to to my flavor palette avocado and an egg yolk are very similar tasting. They have a very similar, like cholesterol thing going on. Yeah, I can see that. With them, that's and and if you flavor it when if you flavor them the right way, you know, good guacamole to me is the same sort of flavor sensation on my tongue that a good a good deviled egg is. And uh, so I was always like, you know, you could just put guacamole in a deviled egg and it would be totally compatible, but you would have to do it and like eat it immediately or else i mean the thing is it turns brown it still tastes the same you know it does. It does. but it's just the way avocado turns brown it's just not appealing looking nope. so and that's not what you want at a party you know you want stuff that's you want stuff that's going to hold up a little bit or or if it's not going to hold up it's so popular it's just going to get savaged through nope. as soon as it's taken out a good and both both of those recipes i think simpler is better i've tried deviled egg recipes that have had 
you know, seven or eight different ingredients. But yeah. the, the best recipe always goes back to just simplicity, you know, maybe three or four ingredients. And to me, that is what makes a good guacamole, too. You just want to have, you don't yeah. want to put too much, like, cumin or all this stuff in there. You don't need it. You Zero just, cumin. You just need smashed avocados, garlic, cilantro, jalapeno, tomato, onions, salt, pepper, and lime juice. I see. I'm not even a fan of putting cu- like with Mexican food. A lot, of, a lot of people like just associate Mex- cumin with that Mexican, like sort of the way cumin, garlic, and uh, and uh, cayenne mixed together. That's just like tacos flavor. Yeah. So people like figure you put cumin on everything and it gets that Mexican. But I like. I think you should get your cumin and your Mexican food through the meat. And like when I make beans, I never add oh, cumin to them. I would never add cumin to to guacamole. Guacamole is like if I make guacamole, I use Italian dressing. <laughs> you know, shake it up Italian dressing, um, salt, um, onions, and tomatoes. That's it. Well, I'm not and gonna, lime juice. I'm not gonna argue with you about Mexican food. We've talked about about your beans. Cilantro Any, is acceptable. A little cilantro, if if people are of that bent. But I'd rather I'd rather just chop up cilantro and like sprinkle some on top. That's my favorite thing about the deviled egg. Is now I can't remember the name of the um, little little red dusting of um, paprika. Paprika on top. That's yeah. that that's the must. No flavor to it, but just a little paprika on top is what what sets it off. That's amazing. And it's not as easy as you think to, to get the perfect hard-boiled egg, too. You can, but I'll, you know, if someone comes up with deviled eggs and, and they're all torn up, I'll eat them. I don't care. But, you know, sometimes you, you have those eggs that just rip up on you. Not a problem. You bring deviled eggs to the party, I'm there. I'm going for the deviled eggs. And we have had, well, you know where I live. We've had spectacular parties where I would, back in the day, I would come in from work. And believe it or not, we had maybe 18 or 19 roommates you've seen the houses this is the way we lived back then right well we all commuted we lived somewhere else but we we worked here and you know i would come in at you know seven or eight there'd be one person home and then all of a sudden two or three people would would come in and then maybe four or five and so all right well let's fire up the barbecue but we didn't have any money so <laughs> one guy would just go out and buy a bunch of chicken gizzards and go, no, trust me, man, these are really good barbecued. I'm from the South. This is what we do. All right. And then somebody else would just come in and start making spam sandwiches and then do that. And then some guy would whip together a potato salad. And then Shelly would get in and make an apple crispy or something, you know, out of whatever we had. And that's what we had. And, and that's the type of parties that I always loved is when they just kind of just materialize out of nothing. And we didn't basically pay for anything. We took almost everything from work that that we uh, that we would use. A friend of mine, one time we had uh, we were serving this lobster bisque, okay, and we were serving maybe 20 people in my cabinet. And to top off every bowl, they had lobster a big lobster claw that had been taken out of the shell. Well, I look at my pal, 
he looks at me and he goes, there's no way we're going to give these people these lobster claws. So we just put the, the bisque in a bowl and took it out there. And we would take home 20 lobster claws and make a pasta or something with it. And, you know, they'll never notice it. Of course, there was one lady one time that looked at her plate and go, isn't there supposed to be lobster in this? I see a little bit of meat here in the corner of the of the thing. And we're going, no, no, no. There must be a mistake, ma'am. The lobster's in the bisque. So we would take the lobster home and just make this spectacular uh, pasta out of the we couldn't afford lobster but it was wonderful or we would be on a, a flight one day and it would cancel and so we would be serving hamburgers we would take all of the patties home 20 hamburger patties and just warm them up on the grill an instant party if you can get away with a party without having to pay for anything and alcohol was always flowing and any of my parties now you aren't much of a drinker and to be honest with you, I'm not much of one anymore, but alcohol was always a big, big plus at our opponents. Yes. Oh, God, was it ever. It's not unheard of these days. It's No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, how, how about yeah, memorable party foods that, that you uh, have had in your in your day when you when recently or or with the last great big party be the alley party yeah the only the only like party foods i've had like like well yeah nobody i like no you know nobody like there's potential maybe this summer that some of the kids that i work for who all have a house downtown might might pay myself and my kitchen manager to be bouncers at their house parties at their college house parties but I'm I'm uh, weighing the the wisdom of that. <laughs> that would be a future episode. But I don't. Yeah, um, I've 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 laid out a lot of of uh, stuff in my time, especially when I worked at this one catering place. I can't tell you how many cookie and cheese and cracker trays and and you know meat trays and just in you know every every kind of of you know bring it to the meeting sandwich tray you know finger sandwich trays the biggest pain in the ass of all oh the finger sandwich <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm not much for the for the finger sandwich they always tend to be a little dry for me at at parties i i all of a sudden i've got this big craving for dips now that you've mentioned the uh the the damn dips they just i mean look there's guac there's seven layer dip that's basically like instant taco if you've got corn chips artichoke dip is is uh one of the greatest parties i ever went to was uh, the cast party for um um the miracle worker which i played percy the houseboy in the miracle worker at our local little theater and uh the girl who played helen keller was my age and uh she was a barnstormer of an actress she she method acted helen keller and just i mean she just tore up that whole play and um and was a very was she was completely this is i i'm trying to think of what grade i was in probably like seventh grade sixth or seventh grade so middle school age and uh 
she was just this mysterious kid in school her you know her father worked for the government in some capacity and was never around and her mother was from spain and was this artist woman and stuff so like everybody was like and then her mother was like we'll have the cast party at our house so everybody was like "Ooh, we get to go you know in this mysterious house and and uh the layout of food in the basement of that place was that was a, that was the first time i'd ever heard of artichokes because they had artichoke dip there Ooh. and they had i mean they had pigs in a blanket which i love pigs in a blanket oh yeah that's a great party food they had three three kinds of pigs in a blanket that's class Ki- uh, one's made of cut up hot dogs One's made of Vienna sausage with Vienna sausages inside, and uh, one with the little cocktail weenies. The little smokies. That are sort of halfway between Vienna sausages and, a, and an actual weenie. So it was like three. It was this whole like, and they all, and she had a different way of wrapping each one. So they, it was, it was this whole. They were the the father, of course, wasn't there, and the house was this big old house full of old antiques and things from all around the world. You know, uh, she the, she wasn't an army brat, but they lived the life of an army family. You know, like traveling around, you know, moving a lot. And uh, I, I'll never forget that 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 food layout. It was um, spectacular. Another another great dipping. Or not as much for dipping, but another great medium for cheese or or, or stuff like that is the um, triscuit. Oh my god! Yeah, the the triscuit is perfect. I just bought triscuits triscuits today. Mm-hmm. I can just eat triscuits just on their own anyway. Well, the Ritz cracker is another cracker. That the is... Ritz cracker is another classic. Well, and and then there's the and this is another thing from working the catering, is the the party party selection of crackers where you have like different variations on Ritz. You know, you have, you know, they're they're not Ritz. Well, Ritz I'm sure makes party variations, but you'll have ones that are like oval and ones with sesame seeds on them and one that looks like a Ritz. So you have like. So you can actually pick your favorite kind of cracker to put the cheese on. That's I'm a super I'm a class. Big cheese guy, and when I fly mm-hmm. overseas, I don't, you know, talk about people that are smuggling in heroin or cocaine or anything. I'm smuggling in raw, raw cow's milk cheese that I'm not supposed to bring into the country, but. I have this problem is I have these beautiful cheeses and I just like to, I like the idea of having them more than I like the idea of eating them. It, I know it sounds crazy, but but I just the other day I was going through the refrigerator <laughs> door and a, a drawer and I said, oh, there's that cheese I bought four months ago that I didn't ever want to break into because I just like the idea of looking at it and it was just a big bloom of mold and I, I'm trying to save it you know scrape it off the mold and going cheese is mold cheese is mold cheese is mold and yeah. I just throw it away throw it away get it out of here that's what I was smelling so yeah no dude eat that cheese no I, it was sad but yeah I love any type of party that has 
Cheese is, is, is terrific. Even sharp cheddar is my favorite at a party. New York sharp cheddar cheese. Terrific stuff, man. Any type of of fancy fan. There's a cheese called Humboldt Blue. Oh, Humboldt Fog, I'm sorry. It is this cheese that, that comes Sounds like a kind of weed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got some Humboldt Fog here, man. No, it is it is a soft goat's milk cheese that has three different layers and in the middle of it there's a very I want you to think of a very very thin line of uh, vegetable ash okay and it looks like the horizon or it looks like you uh-huh. need, it looks like a fog and it is uber expensive but every once in a while I'll treat myself to a small piece of it and then I'll just like to look at it and it'll go bad because I don't think it's but but yeah because you're it, a weirdo why no because I I you're have to have the proper, I have to have the proper medium to put it on if I don't have a, a Triscuit or a Ritz or something or a good piece of bread then I just feel like it's it's not worthy of just I don't know I'm, I'm Mr. I'm, Matt you are a cheese hoarder well, this I, is an intervention I don't understand, but yeah, any type of party that has cheese okay. it is to me. Okay, how about this, fondue? I'm going to be honest, I have, I've never real. I've had, there was a friend of mine years ago, she had a fondue set, and but she didn't do cheese. She uh, heated up oil and would put meat in there, but she bought the wrong kind of meat, and it was, oh. it was like an Omaha steak or something, and it was like bristle so i have never had fondue there's a fondue restaurant here i've never had it but i know that it takes uh kirsch is it called cherry liqueur uh a drop of that in in the the, the cheese and hey there's nothing i wouldn't like about it i mean have you had there's a lot a, of- yeah, there's a, i mean there's a million different kinds of fondue recipe there was a fondue bar here that i never went to but i've been to a few parties where people have made fondue and and I and and even more so than fondue, it's still the same thing as fondue, but I love when they get the nice round loaves of bread. Oh my god! Tear the center out. out of them and just yes. dump hot cheese in there, cheese sauce in there. Oh. oh boy, oh boy, that that might be my favorite, like of uh, where you just tear off a piece of crust, you know, with that chewy crust I can't. bread. I didn't think about that, but in San Francisco, one of the big things to do is to buy a round loaf of sourdough bread, hollow it out, say, you know, and you make a spinach dip. And I have a recipe that you start off by making a roux, okay, flour, butter, and you add a little bit of cream to that, and you have this roux going on. And then to that roux, you add three different types of cheeses, Monterey Jack, uh, I believe it's mozzarella and then uh, cheddar. And then you add a little bit of milk and you let that stir up and melt. And then you drain your, your spinach, your chopped spinach, and you put that in there. And then on top of it, you, you, you once it's all you know gooey and melted, you pour it back in the bowl. And then you sprinkle a few finely minced up red onions on top of it. Oh, Jesus. And then you just tear at it 
with the oh i can't believe i forgot about that yes i haven't had that in years you know what i you know what i would add on to crumbled on top of there is some crumbled up bacon crunchy bacon yes <laughs> we're on the same page man we're on the same page and hey maybe even add a little horseradish to that sauce huh uh. I was just thinking about fondue. How many fondue sets do you see at garage sales? Oh, Jesus Christ. We've got like eight fondue sets in this house right now. <laughs> I think we had we had one that I, I finally got rid of because I said, you know what? We're just never going it's, it's Things come and they go out of, uh, out of favor for party foods. I mean, punch bowls. I see more punch bowls at garage sales and flea markets but there was a time man nobody wants to deal with them where are you gonna keep that goddamn thing that's not gonna i know it's not gonna break i mean do you remember the punch that people would make where they throw a bunch of sherbet ice cream in there and let it float around oh yeah i mean they were big big tom and jerry sets punch bowls all these things you see them all over the place and they've just fallen out of favor you don't see punch you don't see fondue anymore at parties people are little little baby no they're not babies because babies will eat dirt off the ground and flies people are little wimps when it comes to food and they they like like ladling punch out of a bowl unless it's like at a party and it's full of like alcohol is repugnant to people because they're just like well somebody's nose could have dripped in this or people are are weirdos you know they want their drinks in a little sealed container and like yeah like i can't i hard i can hardly believe that people will even tolerate finger food these days because they're so you know everybody's wiping off their fingers with alcohol yeah all the time which they're finding out is a very bad thing to do you need to bring up you need to be able your body needs to to be exposed to some of those germs you know there's like a little biosphere on uh, there are microbes on your hands that and on your skin that you want there you know you don't want to just strip all the the microbes away and a lot of times <laughs> like a lot of s- stuff will will mostly will, like more strip well that's that's another story for another <laughs> that's for our that's for our health and welfare show. Yeah, and and you know the microbes are having a party. Why strip all the why why ruin your microbes party? Let them live, man. But of course, whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Absolutely. And speaking of whatever doesn't kill me, ooh, it's it's time for Herder's Corner. George Leonard Herder out of Minnesota. Hero of the show. Hero of the show, Bull Cook, Bull Cook and Authentic Historical Recipes and Practices. This is, our recipe today is going to come from volume number three of the book. And I I went through a lot of stuff to try and find, party foods you can find. I almost did the potato sandwich. See, I don't have volume, volume three yet. I, got, I still have yet to get... Volume three. Well, volume three it, it deals with a lot of um, rest with a lot of countries where he travels the world and a lot of restaurants and a lot of uh, he's ripping on basically everything. But he has he has a recipe for salsa. After going on to three pages about how uh, Mexico is 
terrific and much better than the United States. And you know, the United States is is a European country. Mexico has people that immigrated from Asia, and he goes on and on and on, and how religion is 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 its purest form in Mexico, and blah 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 blah. And uh, he has this to say, which I thought was interesting. Mexico is one of the very best spots for girl watching in the world. The dark-eyed, black-haired, soft-skinned Mexican girls have a real feminine beauty that could drive a man to drinking tequila. Soft skin. Yeah. yeah. And that is going pretty far. Preserve Mexican wildlife and throw a party. There you go. And Mr. George Leonard Herter has a recipe for salsa. Now, how about that? Of course he does. does. The greatest salsa you've ever tasted well, in your entire life. I have to tell you that you're I, taking a trip I'm, to Mexico in your mouth I, right now, Mr. Mr. Matt. We have had home runs for all the times that we have been uh, highlighting Herder on our show. I think today might be one of the ones that I've got. I, I'm going to read you the ingredients, uh, and and you tell me where it's going to start to go south. Now, he tells me that you can put this stuff through a sieve or a food mill. All right, that sounds pretty good if you want to make a sauce like that. It's like a blender. Add salt and fry in salad oil, or you could fry it in just a little olive oil over moderate heat for five minutes. All right, you know, I can I can do that. That's nothing too weird. Uh, this sauce is good hot or cold. Do not get any in your eyes where it may blind you. Now, here's okay. the recipe for salsa. So far, so good. Yeah, for salsa cruda, which is raw salsa. Okay. Two medium sliced tomatoes, peeled and chopped. One onion, about two inches in diameter, chopped up. One clove of garlic. One hot red or green pepper, fresh or canned. Two sprigs of parsley or coriander. Now, he saved himself when he went ahead and said coriander, which is cilantro, okay? Cilantro, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, all these are so far, everything is like your standard salsa. Hold on to your hat. One level teaspoon of salt. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a a salsa that I would make. Then, he fucks it. Alright. One drop of anise flavoring. Okay... Okay. One drop of cherry flavoring. All right. <laughs> Chop up vegetables as finely as possible. Put them through a food mill salt. Mixing in salt very well and carefully. The sauce is good on meats, fish, rice, baked beans, mashed fried beans, hamburgers, and frankfurters. About eight servings. Hot. Get used to it. Now, what are you using for cherry juice? I know it's... I actually have... I have a bottle of anise uh, extract flavoring, and I have a bottle of cherry flavoring. Okay. Uh, we make we make cookies here called Spring, Springer Lees, and they take anise uh, flavoring. And I bought a bought a bought a bottle of cherry extract. One of our other recipes that we did a while back, I think it might have been a drink. So I have it here. It looks like I had the. Okay, but, but before you try it, I'm I'm seeing as how I don't even have to try it. I can be more optimistic about this. This might it, the, this might be something maybe you might want to maybe it might take three or four chips before it starts tasting good. But I don't know. Maybe something about 
like anise is not is a flavor I like in very limited quantities in very limited places and salsa is not one of the but maybe the cherry juice does something with it and then with the other stuff and you might add, it might be something just like unique and delicious well the anise it is George Herder well sometimes I think he pulls shit out of his ass but alright I really gonna, think so come on man I wanna try it here hang on Okay. <laughs> I think I think the the anise is a little bit um, a little bit strong because my my anise extract comes from like um, Norway and oh I, yeah so it's it's they probably it's, drink it's that strong. stuff. They I can use it say, to keep I can trolls away real trolls. I think it overpowered the the cherry extract. Now, I'm gonna just a little bit more. Hang on here. Let me cleanse my palate. Okay. All right. You know, I'm thinking because I cut the recipe. All right. I didn't want to make a serving for eight of this, so I might have went a little bit heavy on the anise. But I think if I would have maybe just used a different type of anise or anise, maybe it wouldn't be so right now. Or maybe like a half or quarter of what you used of yours or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give him a buy on this <laughs> because I think that maybe it would be the, the cherry flavoring. You're right. You're right. It's not bad. You can, you can kind of hit that, that, that cherry taste a little bit toward the end, but the anise is a little bit, a little bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> Got my, my drink right here. And on, on that note, uh, that was, uh, a party in my mouth right now and party foods which i think we hit uh we hit we hit pretty well yeah not bad not bad a fun a fun conversation and um i'm looking over at our green room right now and this it what are those two guys doing with that old school projector and they i have don't know fez, they have fezes on I, and so their I, eyes are all sunken in and their pupils are dilated like they've been sitting in the dark yeah, they they look like they're they they're they're come they're are they wiring that projector right? When's the last time you even saw a projector like that, for God's sakes? What is that? Sixteen millimeter? Something know. like that, yeah. Well we better get over there before they blow a goddamn fuse. I'm not sure if it, this uh the amps here in our grotto can can <laughs> up with that. So so with that, uh look forward to seeing everybody next month with a with another fun food topic and it's time for us to play musical chairs as they say good day my fine gentlemen i am alexander winghope smith the third proprietor of alexander's ragtime topiary beardery and craft brew house our fine crew of canvas-aproned coiffures will lovingly barber an epic beard of Leonidian proportions as you listen to only the finest ragtime music played from the original 78 RPM records. 
We have the largest selection of hip chin force styles in all of Demonzaville, like the Borneo Bro, the Galifianakis, the Albanian Crumb Catcher, the Ecuadorian Fighting Beard, the 300, Chin Pubes, the Trust Flumberjack, and over 15 Lincoln variations. Our meticulous treatment includes debris removal, scented unguents, mustache wax when appropriate, and thrill to the sound of our specially crafted and tuned AMSR scissors. But good sir, do not think that is all. You can also imbibe our signature microbrew. We call it Hair of the Dog. We use only the finest tops and accumulated hair clippings to brew one of the finest lagers ever to foam up your moustache. So please, my friend, make an appointment to get a clip and have a sip at Alexander's Ragtime Topiary Beardery and Craft Brewhouse. May the beard fly free. Forever. Located in the Hipster Haven Factory Mall between Dr. Hemwick's Vinegar Emporium and Chang's House of Acupuncture and Pewter Collectibles. Special this week, free mildew removal and Scotch Guard treatment with every trim. Hello and welcome to Beat It, a podcast about porn every month. I'm Buck Staghorn. And joining me tonight is film historian A.V. Club with two B's, double B. Of course. <laughs> oh, ooh, how's that for a name? And also make sure that you sign the sheet before you take any, anything out of this closet. I'm, uh, I'm only going to continue using this beefy voice for about three more seconds, and then I'm just going <laughs> to use my normal voice. Yeah, might as well, because we are talking about a topic that is... Far from normal, a topic that you don't hear uh, about much anymore, and I'm going to uh, let you bring us in on this one. Well, we are talking about stag films. Ah, stag films. Now, this was uh, my choice, and it stems from an experience I had probably going on two years ago now. Uh, where I was uh, at a flea market, and listeners to uh, the show know that I, like you, also have an addiction to flea marketing and garage sailing, where I came across this guy and his humongous tarp, and on the tarp he must have had, and I kid you not when I say this, a hundred little boxes of stag films. And they were just everywhere. And I was going, oh, my God, these have got to be. This guy, he, he's he got these on a tarp. They've got to be incredibly cheap to buy. And and I was just getting ready to make him an offer on basically everything that he had with wonderful names like the 69ers, Two White Girls, uh, Strip Craps, ten, oh. Two Couples, Positions. Strip craps, like, yeah, yeah. definitely is a card game, but that's because it's old-fashioned. But if it was this day and age, you'd really want to, like, oh. tread carefully on that one. <laughs> In the field, night to remember, two boys and a girl, Scamp and her boyfriend, two girls, black and white, which could have meant black and white film or a black and white chick. So I asked the guy, hey, man... How much are your movies? 
$20 a piece. And I was like, oh, my heart fucking sank. And and I wasn't, and I walked away. It's probably a good thing because I found out that stag films are not going for very high prices. But uh, it got me thinking about stag films and the history of them and how they were, were introduced and how they were the main form of, uh, you know, that type of entertainment for quite a while. And uh, I was going to ask you, what what is your uh, reckoning or, 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 you know, information that you know about stag films? Have you ever come across any of them? I've got, I own a couple of them. Do you? I do, for the life of me, I don't remember how I got them. I don't remember, it was sometime... I, I know I had them when I was in college because when I was and I must have gotten them when I was in high school or the year when I was out of high school because I remember I could finally watch them because I could sign out projectors yeah. from the from film school and uh, they were the most um, it was oh it was so, well it was a big letdown because it was basically a woman in her underwear like rolling cushions up and down her legs and arms how old was the film yeah 50s probably that's like a cheesecake film. black and white it was it was they, they they were all cheese it was just a woman both of them were just a woman in front of a blank background rolling rolling soft things over her her underwear clad body rolling to hay rolling to hay well it, yeah, yeah but um I've seen them at garage sales and stuff, but they're usually like people. Yeah, you, you don't usually find them for for a couple bucks or fifty cents or something like that. You know, uh, the only exception is, and you know, I keep forgetting about it. Is it's and this is a reference to one of our uh, episodes of another podcast, Garage Sale Gloat, where I picked up a. Uh, a bunch of random things from an old lady, but one of them was a Super 8 film. And I was like, oh, what's on the film? And she's just like, I'm not responsible for what's on the film. And was like, there was a lot of hinting that there was something dirty, dirty on the film. And uh, I haven't watched that yet. So I may have one from that that dirty, dirty old lady. I also got a magnet from her that's uh that was a winky winky smiley face from the 60s that said i'll try anything once so my my kind of old lady which yeah which what you can probably find on some stag films she was a socio she yeah she might have that might have been a stag film she made in her in her youth in her wild youth rolling pillows but if you're going to talk about stag films you got to go back to the stag party which is probably morphed at some point, maybe into the bachelor party, or maybe they were both the same. And and we can date these parties back to ancient Greece. And if you were a Spartan, which were the badasses of Greece, the night before a wedding celebration, a man and his military comrades, they would enjoy a feast and toast to the end of his youth. And, you know, a stag was a form of male uh, virility, and that's where the name stag parties and stag films got their name from. Now, as soon as people were able to pick up a camera and roll it, they were making dirty movies. We can date the first uh, 
the first like really 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 dirty or not erotic the first you know film to, to yeah, be it, saucy yeah it was it was called uh, uh the bedtime the the bridegroom's dilemma or bedtime for bride i'm not even gonna try to say the name in french because i will butcher it and it was a nine minute movie sadly only the first three or four minutes remain of this and it just shows a newlywed couple uh, and she is undressing behind one of those screens and her husband is on the other side getting all excited, you know, patting his face. And I swear to God, it was taking her about a half hour to get off all of the clothes that she had on. But the last part of the film had been lost time. So we only see her undressing and they sure wore a lot of clothes back then. So we don't really know what went on after that. But that was filmed in 1896, if you can believe it. And that was a French film, but the first really American stag film was filmed in 1915, and it was called A Free Ride. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about A Free Ride, because I, I, it took me a little while to pull this up uh, and to get it to work. Uh, but I did finally, I'm using another computer. Yeah, if, you look, if you look it up on Wikipedia, that's where I watched it. Like I just clicked on the video, and then a little window came up and and played this little informative video. And I I just okay. I want to sort of set this up a little bit because in the 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 weeks coming up to recording this episode, um, Mr. Club had been sending me links of of clips of stag films and stag films he'd found mostly from youtube and and stuff like that and um we're talking pretty tame you oh, know very tame cheesecake cheese side boob girls girls do girls working on the house you know yes. it, i'm painting the house with some side boob out of my coveralls and let's or you know or let's go get some you know calisthenics training and look here i can kick my legs up in the air this big look at my granny panties and these were later films from the 40s 30s 50s you figure that this film from very betty page like um looking stuff or like burlesque show 50s mid-century burlesque show girls looking stuff or 40s you know hairstyles uh, I had seen a free ride before, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember where I'd seen it before. I, it might have been in the early days of like LimeWire type programs, where it was like, you know, I found a whole bunch of like old, you know, if I'm sure if I saw videos that said like old stag film or something like that, or you know, oldest dirty movie ever, I would be like, yes, I'm downloading this immediately. But after watching, you know, link after link of just like cheesecake and and just there, ba- you know, they would be a little sight gag or something to just sort of tie it up with the name, almost like a a, a PG version of a Tijuana Bible story yeah. or something, but not even as complex as a Tijuana Bible story because they're silent, you know, and black and white and uh, so a free ride comes on and a free ride, you know, instantly boom it's you it's that you know old school grain and uh you know it picks up a couple hitchhikers and uh pretty soon you are seeing graphic 
full frontal nudity and and sex with uh you thought 60s bushes <laughs> or turn of the century bushes were something else man i mean we are look that's what surprised me the most here is a film from 1915 the same year that the birth of a nation was filmed okay which lets you know that 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 they didn't waste any time getting this uh getting sex on the screen what's the first thing that americans put in the movies sex and racism <laughs> and sex in the clan <laughs> believed to be filmed somewhere in new jersey all right uh directed by and they have the thing a wise guy photographed by will capital b hard <laughs> and titles by will she uh, it, it basically is a old-timey guy with a fake mustache driving up on two girls who are walking and says, hey, let me give you guys a ride. And they're going, no, no, we're fine. No, come on. Only if you behave. And then I expected to see a little bit of petticoat or something. And they're driving along. and all Right, he, like some gag where he's using a stick to lift their dress up and look, check yeah. out their ankles. Well, all of a sudden, he's coughing a feel and he's going... You know, and then the, the card comes on, what a dairy. And I'm going, all right, okay, that's cute. And I figure they're probably just going to, you know, ooh, stop. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets, excuse me, ladies, he gets out and he takes a leak. And takes, a, takes a whiz, yeah. Takes a whiz, and all of a sudden they're going, well, where is he? And the two girls get out and they're, hee, 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 oh, he's peeing, he's peeing. And it just goes from there. South. Holy shit. Then the two girls go and take a piss. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing like what the term, the uh, the meat shot, and I was just holy cow! This is like hardcore, and this is a hundred something odd years ago, man. We're looking at more than a hundred years ago. They they had you didn't think that I don't know. It it was just odd to me when you put it in perspective that we can look hey, back. Man. You ever read the Canterbury Tales? I've always heard of the Canterbury Tales, but I have never read the Canterbury Tales. Oh, geez. You ever read any Marquis de Sade? I've heard of it, but I but I know they're dirty. But are they, like, filthy dirty? Um, yes. <laughs> As a matter <laughs> of fact, they're filthier and dirty. Uh, I, I would suggest not reading the Marquis de Sade because, well, no. I mean, there's something to it. But it's dirt. It's it's dirtier, meaner, crazier, and more transgressive than pretty much anything I've ever seen or heard anywhere, any else, you know. And uh, yeah, people, we are just our presence here right now is testament to. Uh, to a whole lot of people having sex and wanting to have sex and wanting to watch other people have sex or have some sort of visual stimulus of it. I mean, really, that's the, the, the printing press and the internet, every, every form of communication that comes out, the first thing that's going on, it is something. And, you know, it's, it's strange that I, I just made this connection for some reason maybe it's a like a 40 year anniversary or something but people are talking about that um 
uh, movie Brainstorm again with Natalie Wood, Natalie Wood's last movie. And it was like an 80s, you know, prognostication of VR, of, of, of VR, you know, where you could put on a special helmet that would record everything that you saw and felt and somebody else could put it on and basically just experience what you did. And, um, of course, one, one, you know, there's people, the first thing they do is like, Hey, I'm going kayaking and like put this guy on a roller coaster and stuff. And then one guy's like, Hey, I'm taking the helmet home and going to a party and getting drunk, and getting laid. <laughs> Didn't take him long. No, of course not immediately. And, and, you know, I mean, you could say, Oh, Hollywood or something, but that's how it would go down in reality. And there was, there's one scene in the movie where another character has found out about the, the, the sex tape and has taken that, that, the, the clip of the orgasm and just looped it. And they find him in a chair <laughs> the next day, just quivering in the chair. And, <laughs> and you're right. That's what. Administer CPR. <laughs> that's what we would do. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we seem to think that, that the idea of the stag reel or has, is something that hasn't been around. But we can go back through history, and before this, we had dirty little pictures, you know, postcards. Before that, before uh, photography, there were dirty little sketches people would pass around that. Before that, I'm sure there were probably dirty paintings. The Greeks and the Romans had all kinds of porn painted all Dirty songs and dirty poems that people would memorize. I Limericks. would nine minutes. The the, uh, the free ride is nine minutes of of just stuff that you wouldn't expect to see and from that time period. But it's ridiculous, dude. But I would just love to see the venues that this these stags were. That stag was showed in probably like barnstorming tours and carnivals or circuses and and uh, you would pay a pay a, a nickel it's gotta be t it's gotta be tough because especially with that one if i mean that's the earliest one they found so it's the first one it's the early who knows if there were ones earlier but like in those early first days of of having those they that was when they had to figure out how to what the delivery method would it would be because you couldn't sell it out of the back of a magazine because it would probably be really expensive anyway to make a print of it to send off to somebody so it would have to be like it was probably when they were showing movies to the family and you know maybe the guy would make the rounds to the husband's going like you know if you come back after 10 o'clock yeah, got got some special movies that adult men like. Don't bring your wife to watch. You know what I'm saying, sir? I can see a circus maybe saying, "All right, fellas." Oh hell yeah! And only come on in. Be be shocked. Be odd. You won't believe what what we have here. And and that had to be you know one of the only venues that I think that that you could show something like this on. I I think it might have even been dangerous to have this around. You know. It, how many of these things probably got confiscated because of blue laws and and things? A lot of them, I guess. Of the old old stag films, only seventeen hundred have survived that people and, know of. And now it's, they're on the internet; they're out there forever. And and they're still, I mean, these super eight, sixteen millimeter, eight millimeter 
films, you know, they're they're still around, but you can go on to the onto YouTube and see the cheesecake ones that you're talking about. But don't think that the stag film is dead because there are still people out there and I came across a couple of sites where where, you know, recent videos where girls are, are just not getting really uh sexual or anything like that they're just showing quick shots of no audio just showing shots of you know they're slowly getting yeah, it right boom they stop that now we can get like philosophical about it man because to me now even though that's something that would be a stag film though although a lot of like if you go to say your generic Pornhub site you know you're looking at a lot of like, you know, sometimes there'll be full length features on there or whatever, two hour, cl- or your quote, you know, old like 60s, 70s, 80s movies, or there'll be two hours worth of video on something. But most stuff is like a 10 minute thing, scenario, if it has a scenario that are very similar, you know an idea and execution to a stag film or a fetish film or a cheesecake film or something. But it's almost like they like you would call it a stag film almost because of its you of, of what it was intended to be used yeah. for. And like specifically for like bachelor parties. And what I'm what I'm even more interested in, because this is something that was before my time that like, you know, I, like I've been I've been to a few bachelor parties. I know a bachelor, you know, how bachelor parties play out in generally, <laughs> at least the ones I've been to have been pretty standard bachelor parties. But um, which means I there's good stories from them, some of which I can't tell. <laughs> But, but but um the ones the ones that like I'm interested in are like the 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 weird parties where they would have them at the at the you know at the at somebody's house you know their bachelor friend's house on poker night yeah. or at the the um Elks Lodge or something you know after hours that is or, a true stag film. That or is. at their old fraternity, you know, so like all like all all of a sudden all the alumni 40 year old dads would show up at the at their old fraternity and be like, yeah, it's movie night, you know, here we are. But yeah, that, have- that's more interesting to me because anthropologically, that's like the fascinating, you know, and when you read like descriptions of what the party is, is like the men would often you know, laugh and jeer, you know, and nudge each other at, at, at the screen and stuff at it. it. That that's a weird, you know, I mean, I mean, today the porn is is become more, you know, if if you can get on the Internet, unless you're getting on the Internet at some place with like all sorts of child control or workplace stuff. You know, porn and sex is everywhere to be seen, but the Internet's made it more private these days. It's more of a just like if you do it, you know, Internet porn is something in your house. Although, you know, it's there's also people who are not like (laughs) you're on the subway. You see somebody just watching porn on their phone or something. But um, it's whereas in the old days, it was like one of those things. It's like. 
if you got a hold of one of those films or a box full of those films or there's a guy with the box full of those films you know that 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 wasn't something you came by every day so you might as well make an event you might as well get get the chips out and and uh have a poker game to to start up and then have the main event start up and it's movie time you know and you just start going through the you had to have the the projector making the projector noise you know and the and the room dark and some bed sheet somewhere and a bunch of fellas getting in there and 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 hooting and hollering now well they have to hoot and ho- like because <laughs> their porn films are made to fucking they're made they're spanky as my old drummer friend used to call them spanky films yeah and so but you're watching them with a group it's very similar to our commentaries actually you're watching a spanky film with a room full of guys and so it's like so you can't use it as a spanky film so in those days they were probably store and something like that you know probably you know any kind of cheesecake or anything was so rare that it probably just in when they saw the film it indelibly imprinted in their brain (laughs) yeah i mean the typical stag film all right had to be they were brief in duration about 12 minutes was the most that you were going to get a stag film. There right. Was silence, uh, and they had, they didn't fuck around with, with plot or anything. I mean, they got into, I mean, the, the free ride is about as plotty as you're going to get. Uh, but they don't fuck around because you didn't have that much time. Uh, they were, they went right to the, right to the, the meat shot as it was. And they were intended for men pretty much. And uh, they were put, produced uh kind of secretly because of the censorship laws that were going on at that time mm-hmm. and uh they were mostly shown in in like in europe they were shown in brothels you could see them there and in the states they would have you know uh tours like we were talking about where you could go to a circus and see them or in in uh bachelor stag parties bachelor parties uh, they were around for a long time until uh probably in the beginning of the sexual revolution in the 50s and and then uh they were they were done uh, you, you start to get into the 60s you might be able to see uh the the last vestiges of the stag film but as soon well, as you know you had like the swedish erotica 70s and in, into the 80s sort of limping along into the 80s sort of things but those were almost sort of like short porno films it was and they were sold like with a projector so those were almost like early home movie thing it was when it was sort of transform it was just sort of just before you transformed to video and then when video happened it was all over it was over and and uh you know i'm not even sure that that they're that prevalent in bachelor parties anymore i know my bachelor party we didn't waste time with any i was so gooned i really don't remember much about my my bachelor party i know that there there was a a bus involved and i know that that we went to a to a titty bar and very drunk uh but there was no there was no dirty movies shown and i i think that that the end of the as soon as people had cell phones that could take videos of of people's bachelor parties that was that was it man you know yeah. some asshole would film something and then they would get out somewhere and then you're done 
but no like bachelor parties nowadays should have a strip search down to your underwear and then a and then a locked box with all the cell phones in it yeah if anybody walks in i always thought there would be money to be made to buy old stag films and offer a package of hey we'll throw you an old time stag party for you and your friends you know uh, with chips and dips and fesses and whatever, and I wonder if people would pay for the experience to sit down. I, I think they would. I think you could sell. As soon as you said that, you know what the first thing I saw was? What? Fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello, fine gentlemen. Yeah, you know. I it's... hope you're ready for tonight's entertainment. <laughs> Old timey talk and and a cane. And uh, and just get up there and bullshit and and let the show begin. I think people would first a few games of chance. <laughs> and here's a chicken that can play the can play the kazoo or can <laughs> you know stuff like that. I think there would be money to be made in in just like there is a there is a renaissance of all things old like old time butcher shops, old time cocktails are making burlesque. Burlesque is making a comeback. I think that we could get in the business of the traveling stag show. Why not? We can pick up a projector anywhere and just just put on a whole production. I think people would pay for the authenticity of the stag show. But part of me would like to, to just go back to 1915 and see the faces of many of these people had probably never seen a movie before. And oh, just, oh man! We'll set up a tent in their backyard. Yeah, and nineteen step right up. Nineteen fifteen. You've never seen a movie. You finally get a chance to go and see a movie. You're not going to sit through the Birth of a Nation, which is three hours long. What do you see on that screen? You see one guy plowing some girl in a field, and the other girl going, "Hey, what about me?" <laughs> and 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 wow, I <laughs> that to be your first. To be your first uh, movie would get you talking, man. It would get you talking. And, you know, I I, I want to hear, uh, you must have a stag party story. It must be something that you can tell by... Like uh, a bachelor party story? Yeah, yeah. A bachelor party story. Yes, I do. And I can tell, uh, yes, 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 yes. I, I have two that I can tell. And uh, the first, I'll tell them in chronological order. Very good. Step and right the... up, folks. Let me open the tent door and uh, have yourself a seat. Gather around. We're going to hear our first little bachelor party slash uh, stag party story. So the first the first one was a daytime party. And it was at, at my friend's house. And uh, he was the best man. And so uh, he was throwing it at his house. And... It was he, his his dungeon master was getting married, okay. Holy shit! And uh, <laughs> and uh, so it was it was his bachelor party. Um, so there were a lot of guys, and they 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 both worked in sort of like computery sort of businesses, so they had a lot of their corporate coworkers there at the bachelor party, so. Um, and it, he had, he had, he had arranged for this woman to come over as entertainment, but, uh, his house was a half house and there was another house on the other side. And, uh, we set it all up 
to where he would make a big deal when everybody came over. Yeah, you know, we're having a party, but it's not a big, you know, it's not, you know, don't get your, you know, hopes up. We got to keep it down because my neighbor's kind of a, kind of a... Prude? Kind of a bitch. No, she's kind of a bitch. And she likes to complain about noise a lot. So we got to sort of keep it down or she's going to be at the door and like, you know, we're trying to avoid that. And we definitely don't want the cop showing up or whatever. And this is like two in the afternoon. And so I and so my part was to go like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? It's two in the afternoon. They, they can't make a noise complaint till 10 o'clock. That's bullshit. Don't worry. If she comes over, I'll handle her. And I'll, they're all like, oh, no, 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 dude. No, no, we can keep quiet. We can keep quiet. And I'm like, no, this is a fucking bachelor party. What, what the fuck, you know? And so then... Um, as as you know they're they're drinking beers and chit-chatting about work and stuff and uh so i start putting tapes in the in the tape deck and like slowly turning it up louder and louder and they're all going like yo dude turn the music down i'm like what turn it down and i'm like cranking it up and why why is it too loud and like yelling at the wall is a neighbor gonna complain before 10 o'clock when it's legal to be as loud as you want at a bachelor party <laughs> and they're all like dude dude, shh, shh, dude dude they're all freaking out and so then then the stripper shows up in just like a t-shirt and jeans and pounds on the door and it's like what the fuck is going on here you know i'm trying to you know i'm trying to relax in my house and blah 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 and i'm like look there's a bachelor party going on it's gonna be loud for a few hours deal with it we'll be done way before the sound ordinance or whatever and she's just like no blah 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 and, I, and you know and everybody's like oh no man we'll keep it down we'll keep it down and uh you know on and on i'm i'm escalating she's escalating we're screaming at each other they're trying to mediate and then she's like what is this stupid music anyway and she goes and like pulls the cassette out of the tape deck and throws it across the room. She's like, this is real music. And she puts in like, welcome to the jungle and starts take, dancing and taking nice. her clothes off. <laughs> right. And and while this is happening, the guy who's there to like watch over comes like sort of walking in. Hey guys, can I hang out? The other, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay. Now the, 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 the kicker to this story is these guys were so fucking stupid that at the end there were about four of them who thought it was still the neighbor holy shit what kind of people were you having a party for that's what i'm saying i didn't know any of these people except for the broom and the best man <laughs> these were all work people yeah that at the end of it Dude, at the end of it, she was like, I can have my friend come over. And they're like, yeah, have your friend come over. Which is at the point where they're supposed to be throwing $50 bills at her. Oh, God. And and uh, then she's going to the groom like, I can get my friend over here, have a private show with you. We could go someplace, have a private show. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. And, oh. and, 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 and then at the end, like, 
they leave. She leaves, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, Fred didn't come over," and oh, and and then he's like, "Dude, she really liked me. She wanted to have a private show with me and her friend." And I'm like, "Then why aren't you having it?" And I'm like, "You dummies didn't give them any money. They were asking you for more money." <laughs> what do you mean? She and that guy there. If you gave her money, she would have given it to him. Then they would have called up another girl, and then they would have come over, and you sh- would have had to give her more money. <laughs> and they're like what what and then there's like four of them going but wait i thought that was the neighbor <laughs> well you know that's what the stag film eventually at parties probably evolved to it evolved to strippers yeah and then who needs a stag film after it's the stag, stag film, film becomes a warm-up at the at best you know you know and then but you get strippers and that that's what the stag film became i think uh, as far as traditions of bachelor slash stag parties you 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 want to hear my other one here yeah of course i do all right so th- this one w- was with more experienced people <laughs> and not, um not 16 year olds this one was for the best man of the last bachelor party and it was held at the groom from the last bachelor party's house in his backyard at night around got it much better much better well the the <laughs> the best man entrusted the the finding of the stripper to uh, our drummer friend named Mr. Motley who was be the last person you would want to think you would want to entrust that to and and we started getting suspicious because Mr. Motley was like, "Look, man, I'm just gonna go in the hood <laughs> and find some like free agents, you know, save some money." And like then he comes back, he's like, "I got three for the price of one." <laughs> and we're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> what did you find? Well, so. At the day of, everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, let's see what happens here. In they, in they come. They're gymnasts. All three of them in high school were championship gymnasts. And we're now like 22 years old. And uh, it starts out like a normal stripper route. was like a normal stripper routine. But the thing about my friends and I, like, like, I don't like, I don't like being around. I don't like the whole dynamic of stripping and stuff. Cause I, I just don't like the dynamic of it. There's an impersonalness to it that, and, and, and if it was too personal, it'd be creepy for the girls. So there's like, but at this, and, and the girls don't want to be too personal about it. Cause they don't know what, who they're dealing with, you know? So I hate that dynamic. But then again, I was with a lot of people who were like very down to earth people. And like a bunch of them were pagans who are used to nudity and sexuality. So it's just like they were, you know, like the most pagany crazy people were like when the girls were they they were like, is it all right if I touch your hips? You know, (laughs) asking them questions and shit like that. And I'm just like, oh, look at this. But. You know, within like 10 minutes, we start like, yay, what's your name? Oh, you guys were gymnasts and blah, blah, blah. And like start chatting with them. And then it's becoming just very friendly. Like not not like getting very friendly, like a like a penthouse forum letter, but just getting actually like friendly. 
And then the girls go, do you want to see some of our our routines? And we were like, absolutely. Yes, we do. And this is like in the backyard of a house. It's sort of up off the street on a hill. So you can't see it from the street. But the, there's neighbors on either side that you can see peeking out the windows. And these girls started, you know, doing, you know, one would do a handstand on the other one's hands up in the air, you know, like acrobat stuff, like circus stuff. And one would be holding the other girl over the head and the one girl would do a split, buck, all buck naked in the backyard with the neighbors peering out the window. And, uh, you know, and they were going through their acrobat routine and like flips and stuff and and at the end of each one everybody's like oh <laughs> bravo bravo that was amazing <laughs> so that was my that was my that's that's all i can say about that one yeah. and it gets very embarrassing for the groom after that but it, it doesn't even involve the three strippers it involves their the pregnant woman who is their escort and oh <laughs> well, I and scene. <laughs> well, I imagine you have you well, know, the, the crowd have, you hang around with. You've got to have. I have one that takes place when I was a lot younger, and I have one that takes place maybe in about maybe nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. It, it's absolutely filthy. So, I mean, it's just, we could have the 18-year-old the story, or we could go to the one that's absolutely filthy. And I, Now, I, is the story 18-year-old, or is it about an 18-year-old? There's one when I was maybe 18, and there's the, the other story that was already in New York, and uh, it, it was actually for my birthday that we had, and it, it's really, really dirty. So, you, what, what do you want to hear? You want to hear the... The cleaner one, or do you want to go really, really, really? Hmm. Yeah, let me think about that. Let's go for the really dirty one. Oh, shit. All right. Well, we used to have, my friend Lee and I, every year we would have a party for our birthdays, because we have our birthdays on similar dates. So we would throw these humongous parties where we would have everyone in the neighborhood. Uh, we would rent out a, it was like a little country club in queens it wasn't it had a pool and a big huge bar and uh and you could rent it out we would it was run by these shady wise guys but we did rent it out and and we would start giving this guy why are we doing that well we figured that we would make our money back because we would charge everybody 10 bucks to get in and eventually we would make our money back we're talking and i'm not kidding you when we probably we probably have like two hundred and something odd people at this gathering, with swimming pools and bar, and it was it was you know you'd pay ten dollars to get in and five dollars all you can drink. So we figured Lee and I were always figuring that we would make our money back, and it was our birthday, and so our friend he hired two strippers for us. Now, Lee uh, had a guy stripper because you know he's he's gay. And the guy stripper was pretty much just your normal, you know, stripper. He, but he, he, I don't know where Jay was the name of the guy that, or that found these strippers. You can find them out of the back of some awful magazine. And the thing about it was, 
at the time, my girlfriend, who is now my wife, she actually helped pay for the stripper because <laughs> she thought it was just going to be a little stripper, you know, like what strippers do. And haha, funny, there's Dario. Like with, a strippogram. Yeah, like a strippogram. Well, he got, you know, I'm sitting down and all of a sudden, hey, here comes the stripper. And I'm like, all right, ha ha ha. And it's like this, 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 this heavy. <laughs> all sit- right, ha ha ha. Well, well you know, it's like this disaster. Yeah. yeah. All right, it's this heavyset black chick, and she comes in, and she starts stripping. But then she starts really stripping. I mean, she doesn't have (laughs) any clothes on, and then she starts taking my clothes off. And I'm sitting there in my boxer shorts, my pasty farmer freaking body that... It's horrible. And then... Okay. It's nightmarish one it, it, would say. It's worse from here. And everyone's screaming and laughing and there are pictures being taken. And she hands she she dumps some ice on my, in my hands and she goes, Stick it in. Stick it in. And I'm going, What? She goes, just push it in. And so I'd start sticking it up her nostrils just yeah, to be a dick. <laughs> so I pushed it in there and then she grabs a banana and she goes, Stick it in. And I swear to God, it was like if you're feeding a horse a sugar cube, it's kind of like. (laughs) I put it. I put it in. So right now she's got ice and a banana. Uh, Does chocolate syrup and whipped cream come into the equation here? Because I think I see a sundae happening. (laughs) She's got ice and a banana. And all I needed was like a little bit of rum, and she could have made me a daiquiri. <laughs> or and, two scoops, and it could have been a Sunday. And I and I don't have. I'm in my boxer shorts, and and she's like just jumping all over me. And there's my 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 future wife sitting there, and the guy that bought the stripper is like, "Oh my God, what did I do?" And there's pictures, and and. And finally, the show was over, and I said, gee, that was great. And I put my clothes back on. And I swear to God, I have, every once in a while, I am still haunted by these pictures that that turn up here and there. Somebody will find a picture that they have. Hey, Dario, look, remember this night? And I'm being mounted by this by this huge fat stripper, and I don't have a shirt on, and I'm pasty. And I'm going, oh, God, just just put that away i destroyed most of the pictures i've kept like one set that i put in a box somewhere and there's and i keep finding them everywhere because everyone would send their their 10 millimeter 110 keep camera finding them on the light posts outside yeah, your apartment I keep finding them all over the place and and people will bring to me hey remember this i'm going oh because there was uh, to make a long story short, we never made our money back because the people that owned the club called us in the back and they tried to wring more money out of us. And the guy that was supposed to be an owner wasn't really an owner. So we never made any. We had a great time, but we I don't even think we broke even on the party. But I'm basically scarred for life from that. And I would have been happy with a free ride being shown at the party beside that thing. But... It, it it's hilarious because uh, I didn't have to worry about my my then girlfriend future wife getting upset about it because she helped pay for it. And and when you come 
back. She had the, her hands dirty yeah, in that one. During the summer, I'll have Lee tell the story because nobody tells a story like him. And and that's and that's my stag story. And and uh, we got a little off topic, but it was it was a fun topic to to get off, so to say, on and oh. and, and don't. Uh, don't 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 hold me to it. I hold women and strippers in very high esteem. I don't want any me too moment here. Okay, this this was this was not my fault, uh, but uh, it it happened and and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to find a picture and I and I'll send you one of the pictures if I can even remember where the hell I hid it. So just so you can see. Yeah, don't send it to me because then you're making it into pixels on the internet. <laughs> I'm coming down to New York City this summer. You just just show it to me. <laughs> That's the safest way to do it. Yeah. Just as a friend, I'm saying. Uh, yeah. And transmit they, it through the through the air to my eyeballs is yeah, the safest they, way. The, I get the picture of uh, Willy Wonka, where the where the little cowboy kid is getting pixelized yeah. and being shot across the uh, the room. Well, in in 20 years, yeah, you won't even be safe by that because I'll have my eye implants and boom, I'll, all you have to do is look at something and it's on the internet. Well, on on that, there was our little our little spiel on the stag party and what went on and the uh, the morphing of what we do today. And, uh, and I, I, I think we'll end it on the uh, banana dagger mm-hmm. note. <laughs> and just as a, just as a note, I, I, I wish we'd had time to do some research and maybe find like, cause I know there's gotta be some good reference books out there on these. If, if any of the listeners know any good good history history reference books on stag films you know i'd be interested in that but just for um there's there's a good movie out there i haven't been able to find it in the last couple days but i know it's out there i've seen it before it's called uh history of the blue movie by porn director alex dorenzi and he collected it's basically just sort of a collection of old stag films and old old porn films in chronological order with a little bit of narration and uh that's 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 a good reference well there leave it to us to give you the best references and the best advice and uh, i just wanted to throw in a little something sort of that we could pass off as educational at the end just in case there's the suffer goes to court yeah and my advice to you is don't ever pick a stripper from the back of a dirty magazine locally because you don't know what you're going to get yep if you ever want strippers talk to mr motley he'll get you three for one that are acrobats <laughs> yeah definitely much better than a than a, a human daiquiri machine all right well i guess it's all subjective true and uh with that just uh, remember everybody you probably won't have any trouble not sleeping on your back today you go ahead today i gave you permission after the last story you can sleep on your stomach all right yeah, now beat it. <laughs> See ya. We should have added every show like that. What the hell's wrong with us? <laughs> Holy shit.
visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. She said, pardon me, sir, while I go into the kitchen and fuck the chicken. <laughs> he looked around at his buddy and said, shit, if this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs>